good it makes people cry? Does that song just make you want to, I don't know what y'all are feeling out here, but up here, I feel trapped sitting down playing bass. I feel like I want to do a laugh. I come out here and do a jump off the stage and crowd surf, but y'all would drop me, so because when I'm overweight, you're in sin. Um, but I mean, no longer slaves to fear. Isn't that song so appropriate considering 15 years ago this very day? Isn't that a perfect song for what we faced 15 years ago today? Right? What happened 15 years ago? Come on, somebody. Uh, that was like, what? 9-11. And so, hate and fear tried to paralyze. And for a while, it did, didn't it? People were afraid to get on planes. People were afraid to move. I mean, think about 9-11. Some of you were two. Some of you were three. Some of you are 42, and I'm not going to go up from there, trust me. But you remember, if you, if you were old enough, you remember what happened that very day. I remember being in seminary, and we stopped, and we just prayed. In the middle of class, there was 90 of us, and we began to just pray. And there was this holy hush of all of a sudden everybody's big and everybody's bad until something tragic happens and then you find out who really will stand up. And so I am honored that I would get the moment to declare thank you God for all the people that have served and are serving so that we can have the opportunity to do what we do. And so we would be in sin and we would be wrong if we did not thank God for people, whether they're saved or unsaved, who, so you can go out on a date or so you and I can make money or whatever it is that God has us doing. There's people that have put themselves in the gap. And so... I thank God for them. But I thank God because I know at the end of the day, it's not just them that are doing it, but it's ultimately the greatest freedom that we can have is Jesus Christ. And so we're no longer slaves because at the end of the day, man might can tie me up, but he can't tie up my spirit. And so by the blood of Jesus, we move forward. Let's just pray. Lord, thank you that in the midst of 9-11, in the midst of horrific, sinful, selfish acts where man is trying to define God, you step in. And so I thank you, Lord, for everybody that perished, made it out, families affected, People that ran into the buildings when other people ran out. All of our wonderful military, people that are sacrificing their lives. I thank you, Lord. 
And I pray today, Lord, that we come with a fire, not a fire of hatred, but a fire of love from Almighty God because you said love never fails. Love is victorious, and the only love that's victorious is Jesus Christ. Not this man-made psycho battle of love. So I don't want to come with wise and persuasive words, but I want to come with a demonstration of spirit and of power, Lord. So I pray that your Holy Spirit would move mightily upon us today where we uh, call upon you, the resurrected King. Not even the grave or hell can stop Jesus Christ. He is our undefeated champion. And so we worship you today. And we love you and we praise you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. And all the saints said what? Amen and amen. So let me just tell you where we're going today. It's on Facebook, some of the church. So you can see what we're doing. So we, we use 9-11 as a start. We use 9-11 as a start to where we're going. So here's where we're going. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. You turn there, it's online, um, uh, you know, on your phones. Galatians 5, verse 1. In fact, let me just read it. Uh, oh, I just want to read it. Galatians 5, here's what I want to explain today. Galatians 5, verse 1 says what? It was for what, saints? Come on, somebody. It was for what? I, I feel like, what was my man on Braveheart? Paint up today. Do you know, know what I'm talking about? Did you know that same movie? I want to paint up. Like, that's so much fun to come out with like, swords of freedom. Like, it was for freedom that what? Christ said us what? So freedom in Christ is not you and I running up down the aisles. Now I'm not saying you can do that if you want. I might trick you, but no, I'm just kidding. But I'm, that's not freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ doesn't mean that I can just bust out and speak tongues and act and do what I want to do whenever I want to do it. Uh, you know, because the Bible's clear that we don't forbid speaking in tongues, but at the same time, everything's done in order. So freedom is not this, this language that you and I can just kind of go and do what we want to do. And, hey man, I'm free in Christ, so I can, I can kind of go where I, where I want to do and do what I want to do and sit. That's, that's not freedom. Freedom is not you being what you want to be and what I want to be. Freedom is being something totally different. So what are we going to look at today? Freedom in Christ means this. It means verse 6. It means this. That faith expresses itself through love. So the point of today is this. Is that freedom, Christian freedom. We're no longer slaves of fear. I am a child of what? You just saying it. God, you got the A. You got the A. Right? Sure, I got the A. So, right, so that freedom means that my faith I can express the faith of God in love. That's what freedom is. When people talk about freedom, no, we should be free of our sins. We should be free of this. We should be free of that. Listen, people talk about all those things. Listen, freedom, but defined in Scripture, is that we express our faith through love. That's freedom. That means I don't need my wife to tell me she loves me when I got all my love from Jesus Christ. Now I'm free to love her in spite of her loving me back. Because if I love her and I need her to love me back, then my love for her is creating a death. Come on, somebody. You don't know what I'm talking about. See, this is how most people love Jesus. Like, we, we love Jesus and we expect him to give, him, give us a spouse. We love 
love Jesus and we expect to win the game. We love Jesus and we expect good health. And when those things don't happen, we are angry with Him. We are angry with God. How you let my grandmother die? How you let my child die? We are angry with God when we serve God and we expect Him to serve us back. That is not love. If I love Lynette so that she will love me the way I want her to love me, then my love is really, I'm using her, I'm not asking her, I'm not really giving her love, because love gives and lust takes. I'll put it this way. If you're in a relationship and the guy says, if you love me, I got two words, get out. That was from the Lord. You know, you still y'all see them dumb people. I first of all I don't believe in all uh haunted houses and all that stuff, and I'm not trying to say do go do that stuff, but I'm just saying people were stupid. When I, I when I grew up when I was in sin and I watched haunted movie, they stupid. If you see something paranormal, get out. They just like, what is that? Let me go in this room. Are you an idiot? Paul, 
I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. The only way you know the Jewish traditions of the, of the Jewish Old Testament Bible was this external circumcision, dietary laws, right, and the practices of their faith. That's how, this is what they did to, to show their, their relationship with Christ. You who are trying to be justified, verse 4, by the law, have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Now notice he didn't say you fall out of grace. Uh -huh. You don't lose salvation. Come on, somebody. For through the Spirit, through the Spirit, the presence of God, that's the beauty of the gospel. We get it over in heaven. We get the presence of God with us right now. Yes, I know you're all, all about eternal life. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but not right now. Right? You know, right? We're all about eternal life. We love that we have forgiveness of sins. We love that the righteousness of Christ is imputed upon us, and, and we're justified. Right? But we, they, we love those things. But what we love most is that we have a relationship with God right now. the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. That's why when we sin, we're like, I'm not what I need to be, but thank God I'm not what I... Uh-huh. You get me? But through the Spirit, we eagerly await the righteousness for which we hope. All my chips are on Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. So if you don't circumcise your child, you're not in sin. People get crazy with stuff like that. Some of you are thinking, well, what's the circumcision? Talk to your parents. <laughs> For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is what, saints? Faith expressing itself through what? That's what freedom is. Ladies and gentlemen, my sisters and brothers, Freedom is Christ. It's not dancing and spinning around. I'm in love. I'm in love. This is, I'm trying to work with work with people. What movie? L. L. Thank you. For some of you that are right with Jesus. And I don't care. He knows it. Right? That's not freedom. Freedom is, yes, you watch it. Don't act all special. You, you know, the freedom is now I express my faith through love. I am free of the needs of other people to love me, to justify me, to make me feel like I'm somebody so I can walk into a place of brokenness. I can be in a job. I can be around sweet mates. I can be around people that are in my life. And I can love them whether they love me back or not because I'm expressing my faith in Jesus Christ by the way I love them. You're running on your race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? We start loving somebody else. Or we start loving a job or a career, an idea, an ideology, or something else more than Jesus. And we're going to start expressing our faith. Not in Jesus, but I'll start, my wife comes like that, I'll start expressing my faith. My love for her publicly and start living for her publicly instead of him. I've let her cut in on my race. You see, I want you to know something for you to sing on the room like we talked about two weeks ago. 
Paul, you know, he came from a, a tremendous Jewish background, studied, I mean, at the top of the class. If I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? So in other words, what he's saying is, if I'm still preaching Judaism, then why are the Jews persecuting me? Good logic. This is what I love. In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. In other words, the resurrection, what's the big deal? Look what he says to the people that are causing confusion. Oh, as for those agitators, I wish they would go off the whole way and emasculate themselves. Faith-based in Golden Corral, which is not a bad thing. 
because you're not in the secular world, and we deal with capitalism, and you deal with a little, well, you're just a waste of time when we talk about you. Think about what they say. Everything is based on the word faith, and it makes me so mad because hmm, that's not it. It's based on Jesus. Well, anyway, 9-11 happened because of faith. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody does. I've been to the mosque. I've been with Fallen God. I've been to Hindu Temple. I've, I've been uh, with Hare Krishna. I've been with Christian Science. I've been to New Age Wayne. I've been to Wicked State Office. I've been with Warlocks. I've been with them. Been with them. Been with them. Been with them. I've been to the mosque. When the woman spoke, I thought, hey, this, this imam is going to cut her head off.
The question is, does faith produce works or does faith come from work? In other words, Islam, they work, they work in order to please God. They work scales of justice. How do they know they're going to go to heaven? When they're standing there in front of Allah and God and Muhammad's brother, when they're standing in front of there, it's a scale of justice. Do my good works outweigh my bad works? Do my good works out? It's works. It's works. So they're working to please God. I so so my faith is is a work, whereas my faith is a result of Christ's work. The difference is I have faith as a result of what Christ has done. They're trying to have faith in order to get God to do something. I, my faith is a response. My faith is not a try to achieve. So the difference in between Islamic faith, Islamic faith is for good works to please Allah. John Piper wrote it this way. Do the promises of God enable me to be good or must I be good to qualify for the promises? Ooh, that was really good. I'll read it again because it was pretty legit. Do the promises of God were saved in Christ Jesus, redeemed, bought by the blood of the Lamb. We have the Holy Spirit sealing us. We now have the righteousness of Christ. Him and we no sin, but can't sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21, language on and on and Do the promises of God enable me to do good or must I do good to qualify for the promises. Islamic faith says I have to do good to qualify for the promises. I have to hit the tower and not turn my head. Because if I turn my head, I, I, I was weak faith and I might not make it. So do I do good to inherit promises? Or do I do good because of the promise? Which one do we work from? Talk to me. Alright, I lost you. I'm a bad pastor. We, we show our faith as a result of the promise. We don't do faith works to get a promise. It was for freedom that Christ set us. I didn't hear you. Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom that Christ set us. So we have been set free to do good works. We don't work to be free. That's the difference. The difference isn't the amount of your faith. The difference is Jesus Christ's faithfulness. And no man and no work that any man does going into a tower can match the work and faithfulness of a perfect man dying on a cross for us and the grave couldn't stop him. That's why he's resurrected so we can have it. Life and life abundantly that there's no death coming.
Courts were big back in the 70s. Now, when I was in school, growing up a little kid's school, you know, more huskies, never mind. All right, so, so let me put it this way. James 2.17 says this. What's up, man? I am sweating. It's hot in here. Some of y'all are like, it's cold. You should make sure that return. All right, but someone may well say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. I do not work. I do not preach. I do not pastor. I do not lay hands. I do not try to minister. I, try, I, I do not work to please God. I come from a place of one who has already pleased God because I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God. So I am now walking for please God to crush Jesus, Isaiah 53.10. So I'm already working from a place of love. I'm working from a place of love, not working for his love. Not working for it. So he's saying, as believers, don't tell me you have faith and have no works. Because if you say you have faith, then you've experienced the power of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is living within you. Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act works according to his good pleasure. So if I don't have any works, I'm not saved. I'm a Christian. But you live like hell. You're probably not saved. And I'll tell you why. Because when Jesus Christ invades here, and the Holy Spirit comes in here, I'm not saying you won't get turned. I'm not saying you won't, there's some older people that means drunk. I'm not saying you won't get lit. I'm not saying you won't bring it. That means you drink before you go to the party. I'm not saying that won't happen. But when it does, come on somebody, when it does, the Holy Spirit will come in you and say, this is not right. And your spirit, and I'll go left one, right, your left one, right. Your spirit and your flesh will wage war. And you just can't live with yourself. You get to party, and they'll say, what's wrong with you? He is trying to talk to you. He is flirting, and you can't even look at him because you can't take your eyes off of Jesus inside Because God is interested. Something like, right. I just got to get out of here. Who's out of here? It's so hot. And you're like, I got to get out of this party. The reason why you got to get out is because there's a war going inside and there's a lot of friction going on. And until you bathe that stuff in the living water, you're going to feel the effects of some little bit of fire. Let's see. The same. Let me prove it to you. So, we work because of faith. I pastor because of faith. I worship because of faith. I come to corporate. Our gatherings together are the highlight of my week. And Wednesday nights with, the, with this little club, right? And we're going to see the people. And so, I am just boss. And so we, we get together. Why? Because it's, it, it's a result of my faith. It is not to make me look good in God's eyes. I don't need to fly into a tower for God when the God who built the tower is in me. Ephesians 2.1. You already know. Look at Ephesians. Let's turn there. Galatians. Ephesians. If you have your Bibles, it's a quick turn. Probably one 
So he's saying, as for y'all, see, he's southern. Um, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. I can't do any work for God when I'm dead. Listen, I'm officiating. I've officiated a lot of funerals, and I ain't never seen a dead person work. I've never walked past a person and they're lying in the casket and say, hey, would you like me in? No, I'm not going to Thank you for that word. It's never happened. I've never seen a dead person work. Dead people can't do spiritual things. Oh, John. But I gave a kidney. Well, I'm proud. That's very great. But here's the thing. First Corinthians 13 says, If I surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. I can jump in front of a car for my wife. But if I'm not doing it for the glory of God and the love that comes from Him, and I'm doing it for me, I gain nothing. Though the world might recognize me, God will not. Let me show you Matthew 7. Did we prophesy in your name? Did we cast out demons in your name? Did we work many miracles in your name? Jesus said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Wickedness, I never knew you. Works without knowing God mean nothing to him. Oh, but my works are better. Great. Revelation says there are going to be many books that God has, and the dead will rise, and they will be judged according to their works. Because what does the world want? Judge me by my works. They say it like this. They don't say judge me by my works. They say, I'm a good person. Well, if you're such a good person, why do you let so many people down? So we're dead. But look what he says in Colossians. Ephesians, keep turning in your book, the Bible. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. Check this out, verse 13. These 13 and 15 are some of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. Check this out. This is what it means to be free. Freedom in Christ means that our faith is expressed through love. We are free to love. And an expression of love is forgiving somebody. An expression of love is serving somebody when they don't deserve to be served. An expression of love is being kind to somebody when they don't, they're not kind back. An expression of love is stepping out and doing something even when everybody else might think it's crazy, but you're doing it for the Lord. And listen, that's what it means. My faith is seen by how I love people. My faith is not seen because I run my mouth. Verse 13, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, come on somebody, God made you alive with who? I'm spiritually dead. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. Their spirits died in chapter 3. Their spirits died through sin. So by the end of chapter 4, in Genesis, read it yourself, they're calling on God. Because there was a separation, a death. But we've been made alive. We are now made alive for works. Watch. I'll show you the Bible. It makes it very quick. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness. That's legal law language. That's what the law shows us. The law shows us our sin. The Ten Commandments show us our sin. They're a mirror, not a cleansing agent. 
They're not Clorox. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the what, saints? Every sin, present, past, and future, has been nailed on Jesus Christ, has been nailed on him. When he was being nailed, it was our sins being driven in him, and he was bearing the weight of the world of sins so that we were now free to love in spite of how we treated and in spite of how you think about yourself. And having this arm, oh, this gets me going, the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them about the what saints. Here's an example of a work of Jesus. Not to please his father, but because his father was already pleased with him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 3, language, when he was baptized, Jesus was baptized. Some of you have seen that. Shit pictures on the stained glass window or something like that. The reason why he was pleased, that's why Jesus could express love, his faith in God through love, when he was nailed to the cross, and they wagged their heads, and they made fun of him, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's an expression of love because he was full of love. For God so loved the world that he... Maybe it's making some sense. So look at, look at Ephesians chapter 2. Go back to Ephesians chapter 2. This is, I'm showing you. We were dead, but we were made alive in Christ. Ephesians 2, 1 says we're dead. Colossians 2, 13 says that we're dead. But it goes on to say we were made alive in Christ. And look at verses 8 through 10. Look at this. This is freedom language. Verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been what? Not works. Being here today doesn't make you right with God. Giving money and tithing, biblical principle, because by the way, God doesn't own 10% of my check. He owns the whole check. I just give him what he has. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the what, saints? Not by what? We don't fly the towers to earn God's praise. We, we now love people because we have God's praise. We, saints in this room who are saved, are right with Almighty God, regardless of your sin nature. The Spirit has defeated. Listen, Satan is no match for the Creator. The created cannot fight the Creator. He just goes, well, I'm really going to sound good. For it is by grace you have been saved, and this is not from yourselves, and the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. Now, first hand. Here it is. Now, here's Galatians 5 6. Faith expresses itself through what? I didn't hear you. Faith expresses itself through what? So we love how people see our faith, is how we love God and love one another. That is freedom. So many people are trapped with unforgiveness because somebody in this room, I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you, Jesus talks about hell more than heaven, and if somebody did something to you, sex in this room with statistics, I know it's true. If somebody did something to you, so I want you to know that they are either going to pay in hell, but if they ask for forgiveness, hell will be placed on Jesus at the cross. Either way, God's going to make them pay for what they did. 
when he was not told about this, when he was the head of the Judiciary Committee, when he was in the Senate for North Carolina. And so he and my mom, y'all go to my office. A lot of the students see my office, they see the license plate, L-E-T-H dash hyphen, I-N-J, with no injection. That was my license plate. Growing up, I would borrow my dad's car, and so it was really great when we went out on a date. Hi, you come out, you might not come back. Man. What's going on? What's that mean? No, nothing. So, um, my mother witnessed the first month. Father had witnessed the first month. Why? The Hippocratic Oath. So you have three doctors. Uh, two are just like nothing, nothing in the serum. It's just plain, you know, sugar water, right? And then you have a poison in the oven. So they put, they put the prisoner to sleep, and none of the doctors know which one. Why? Because the Hippocratic Oath. Like, you can't kill. You can't, you're breaking the oath. So it was a whole ethical dilemma that was going on in all these debates in the Senate and all this stuff. So they got to the first one because this is my father's fault. It's the most humane way to die. But sometimes in the electric chair, if you've ever seen this stuff, you know, when they put the hood on, right? Because sometimes when they fry you, you fry from the inside out, but you're not dead. And they're doing it again. And eyeballs come out and it's just crazy. So what happens is it's the most humane way. So my mother and father went to So I went to my mom and said, Mom, how was it? And by the way, now you know I'm crazy. My boy, my family grew up, right? You're like, oh, he's strange. Um, not coming back. Scary place. And so, so I, I said, well, how was it? She said, literally, this is what she said. His death didn't bring back the dead. Our punishment can never match him. So whatever somebody did to you, whatever somebody did to me, if they get right with God, God's going to put all that punishment on Jesus. If they don't feel right with God, God's going to put all that punishment on them in hell. So don't think for a moment that God's judgment, just because it ain't here, that it's not coming. Not by works, so that no man can boast. Here it is, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork. Freedom is God has set us free in spite of our traumas and things that have happened to us. We are God's handiwork. Poem. Where's poem? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Notice that works came after salvation. Works didn't come before salvation. Anybody get that? That means we work from a place of forgiveness. We work from a place of love. So faith expresses itself through love. So today, hey, can y'all come play with me? Can we, can, we, can we play that live on the speaker? Can we play that last song? Where's Nicole name? I'll put y'all come up here. Can we play that last song? Uh, maybe that would be our time invitation. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this. So here's, here's what I, I would like to lay out to you today. Our works, as John Piper say, are not meritorious performances of a heart that calls attention to our work so that God will be indebted to our value. We work from a place of forgiveness and love. We don't work for love. I don't work for God. He doesn't play. Jacob does not play so that God will love him. He plays because God loves him. So freedom in Christ, I'm going to drive this point home today. Lord, please have me make it clear because I jack everything up. Freedom in Christ means that we are free to express our faith through what? I didn't hear you. Through what? Through love. We are free to forgive. We are free to care. We are free from what we feel is our own Well, I haven't known God long. It's not the link. 
Your power is not how long you know God. Your power is in that He knows you. We are free. So when we say today, I'm no longer a slave to fear. We don't have to fear death. Why? Though we are, our body screams against it. You want to know why your body screams? You want to know why my body screams? Because if you read Ecclesiastes, God has placed eternity where, saints? In our heart. We desire to live forever. That has been placed because we're made in the image of God. That's why you tell somebody, I love you forever. Longing to work for me. Listen, when I love my wife, I work well for her. But when I don't love my wife, I don't work well for her. Today, God is calling us to a place of expressing our faith through love. How is anybody going to see Jesus in your dorm room, at your job? How's anybody going to see it in your classroom? How's anybody going to see it? How is your grandchildren going to see it? How's your son or daughter going to see it if you drifted away? How are your workers that you work with that absolutely hate you because you love Jesus? By the way, I love you, Miss Penny. And by the way, Miss Penny, right there, she's going in the prayer room. That woman can pay, pray, pay off the wall. I promise you, she's so praying for me. There's one person in tears. Some of you, maybe today the Lord is speaking to you, and you're not living the freedom to express yourself in love. God's going to call us to places of immersion. He's going to call it. He's going to put Christians around non-Christians. He's going to put us in a society that is broken. But instead of us complaining about the brokenness or about the authority, let's walk in the one who has true authority. Isaiah says the government will be on his shoulders. Listen, my, my who I am doesn't rest on the American government. My, my who I am rests on the one who holds the American government, who is Jesus Christ. Today we've been set free. First, and I'll end the plane this. So, the word expressing, look at Galatians 5 6. Look at the end of Galatians 5 6. It says this faith expresses itself through what, saints? Love. So, you know how people want to, we want to tell them about our faith? And we, and we should. We should be talking about Jesus like we talk about our mother, our child, our grandchild, someone we love, someone we're dating. We should be able to talk about Jesus that easily because we're so in love. But faith expresses itself through love. The word expresses there. I want to give you expressing. I want to give you the definition. It literally means working. Isn't it interesting that we're talking about works? It means, it means to display activity. Let me give you what it means. It's the, it literally means the same way. It means the electrical current that's in a wire that brings light to the bulb. Faith expressing itself through love. Faith, when lived out, when expressed as Christians as we do, it literally is the electricity in the electrical cord that brings light to the bulb. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good. I didn't hear you, they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We work 
from a place of love and forgiveness. We don't work for love and forgiveness. So when people say, which faith is real? Do you want to work to please a God? Or you don't, or you want to work from a place where God has already pleased with us through Jesus? And the only way to do that is to put our faith in Him. So if you're not believing today, you can't get right with God. And if you think you can, you'll never have it. I love you, Keith. Keith, she was a group graduate here, got a master's. Uh, she works with some really broken people in social work. Really broken. It's hard to express love when the enemy comes against you. But today, if you don't know Christ, unless you let Jesus become the work and trust that he died on the cross for your sins, and believe that God rose from the grave on the third day and surrender yourself to Him. That means your life now becomes His life. That's called repentance. Unless you do that, there's no work you can do. And you're going to stand there on the day of judgment. And you're going to say, that, you know, I'm a great person. You know, I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer, who was a cannibal who killed eight people. I'm better than that. And God's going to say, all your works mean nothing because it didn't come from me working in you. It came from you trying to work for me working for yourself. So unless that happens to you today, I just want you to know, works won't matter. But today you have an opportunity to see Christ. And today you might say, well, I don't know if I'm not ready. I just want you to know you'll never be ready. You'll never get your life right. That's, that's the purpose of salvation. Jesus became right because we weren't. We never could be. So listen to the Spirit of God talking to you and moving you today to surrender your life to Him. But if you believe in this room, this is why this is so important for us. This is who we are. So this is why we, we pray and seek the Lord. And we, we open, you know, the altar's always open. But, you know, it's this, people express their heart sometimes about the posture that binds him. And so today, maybe God is asking you to put your trust in him. You know how faith expresses itself through love? When you cry out to the Lord. Maybe some of you in this room have a, a cry. You really need for God to do something. And that cry means you're going to trust him. Maybe today you want to express uh, your faith today through love by you just coming and saying, God, I'm going to love you. I love you. Thank you for loving me. I Help me. I'm crying out in this situation. I need to trust you. Maybe some of us in this room are waiting for God to do something and we're just kind of tired and worn out. But God wants us to wait. And that's a great expression of love. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll rise upon wings like eagles. They'll run and not go weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. So maybe that's an expression of the love that you need to wait on God. And God is asking you, you know, hey, come forward. Let's rest in me a little bit. Let me strengthen you a little bit. Let me give you some strength to wait. Let me give you some strength to trust. Let me give you some strength to cry out to me. And then we come to a place where we need to forgive somebody. Or maybe you can't even forgive yourself. Or maybe we're just thinking, God, I'm not good enough to do all this stuff. I'm not good enough. Listen, Jesus is good enough so we can. So today, Lord, I pray, wherever this room as we sing this song to you, I pray today with all my heart that, Lord, as we cry out to you, that these people are praying and kneeling right to you right now. They're expressing their faith through love of you. 
I prayed that. That God, you would give them freedom in their heart to know you're going to do it. Just give them a good freedom moment, Lord. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. The whole center of Galatians is this passage, Lord. We need to be set free today. If there's people that need more prayer, there's people in the prayer room waiting, Lord, so they can be set free by the work of the Holy Spirit. So people down here can be set free as I pray over God, you will do something mighty today if we would just express our faith in you through love by coming to you and saying this is who we are. This is what we need now. God, you do it. You do it, Lord. You do it. And the fact is, you've already done it, which means you will do it. Because in Jesus Christ is yes. So we call you today. Forgiveness. Trust, for strength, for weight, for waiting, for crying out. You will not crush a bruised reed. You will not put out a smoldering wax. A little faith can be used mightily, Lord. Because the faith of a mustard seed can say to a mountain, be your Lord, you have your will in the way. We worship.